Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Raheel Show podcast. Man, we are excited. It is another week, another fun time on this podcast. want to lay out the weekly schedule. Of course, tonight, night chats with Jose Partida, a.k.a. Jose Altuve, because that's how I promoted it on Instagram. <laughs> on Wednesday, we have Roger Mooking of the cooking channel and food network he's the host of man fire food a show that i've watched way too many times during this shelter in place so i reached out to him and i was like dude i love your stuff let's get you on so he's going to be on wednesday friday is a wild card episode trying to get an mma fighter from the female division on and somebody that's been on national television i can't tell you who it is because we're still trying to work out stuff right now when we're going to have it but more than likely she will be on so a good week and then of course we'll have bonus pods with david nuno of abc 13 so we'll do that and much more don't forget we have our push for 1000 new subscribers on the Rahil show podcast featuring jose partita so if you listen to this podcast, share this with five people, the numbers have gone up so much in the last two weeks, and I truly appreciate that, guys, but we can still make it to 8,000. We have time. We are going to get there, so you have to chip in. You have to share the podcast and send them the link because people are lazy. They're not going to find it, and guess what, Jose? We are on Spotify now. I figured it out. The We're getting Joe Rogan money, baby? We're getting... Hey, we're exclusively on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Okay, that's how we're doing it. We're we're getting streams from all over. That's what we're about, not just one place. But um, yeah, thank you, everyone. Man, it's been awesome. YouTube as well for those of you that are YouTube Premium subscribers and you like watching us with some graphics in the background. We can take care of that as well. Uh, spicy boy T-shirts are getting in. People are starting to receive their spicy boy and spicy girl summer T-shirts. So definitely start wearing those and make sure you put the hashtag spicy boy summer or spicy girl summer. And I'll start featuring those here on the podcast. And uh, I will uh, feature them on my Instagram, which, by the way, just crossed 1500 people. 1500 people want to follow my stupidity, Jose. It's so dumb. Raheel doing things? Yeah, it's now at 1,500 people. Like, what What are we doing? I, I didn't think 15 people would follow it, but for whatever reason, people are following. So I'm good with it, and that's what we're about. It's cool that the paparazzi still follows you despite the fact you're not in radio anymore. I know. It's so funny. I, like, fixed it now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to adjust my chair. So I changed the description of it, and Dell was like, oh, I'm out. Once the description changed to hey, this is just like my actual place for work and all this stuff. Dell unsubscribed because he loves it. Dell doesn't love many things. And for those who don't <laughs> know who Dell is, he's our uh, a colleague of, of ours and a former co-worker of mine, current co-worker of Jose's. And he's like, nope, once the bit changed, I'm out. I don't want to be a you, part of this. You're making it legit now? It's not a, It's not the paparazzi account anymore? No, it's, a, it's oh. legit now. It's legit let, me un, now. let me unfollow it. Yeah, because uh, Steve, and, <laughs> Steve and Josh, don't, they don't care anymore because I don't work in radio anymore. So they stopped. So uh, we got all of that, guys. Thank you again, man. I can't thank you guys enough. Seriously, for all of the support, you guys are awesome. And uh, the podcast has been doing okay. We've been doing okay, but we can do better. And again, that push for a thousand will really help. I once we get past that, man, I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna take off even more. So thank you again, guys. All right, let's get into it. It's our night chat, our Monday night chat with Jose Pardita. It's become it's become a staple. And guess what, Jose? You actually were one of the top episodes in the last two weeks. Have I? Well. Yeah, look people at people want more Jose. People want more Jose. You know, if you didn't have a job, 
You could do more of these. <laughs> it's been so funny. I do mine like I do these all the time, like random times now because it's just I, I'm free. So I go, all right, when is the guest available? Cool. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. The only one you do at night uh, exclusive is, is this one, isn't it? The yep. one with me? Because every time one. every time I see you doing an, a different one, it's around noon when I'm working or where I'm getting started working. So. Yeah, I just like I'm like okay. What time do you guys want to do it? And with Nuno, I have to do him before like one thirty because he's been using the podcast stuff on his actual newscast. So people think I'm employed by ABC Thirteen. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've gotten more messages like, "Dude, awesome! Congratulations!" And I'm like, "No, no, no! This is just something we're doing on the side that That's Nuno. Yeah, it's just a side hustle that Nuno." Uh, ended up using stuff for and if you guys haven't seen on channel 13 what they do now here in houston they also have a nine o'clock newscast that goes on channel 39 so it's a really yeah, yeah it's an abc 13 newscast that goes on channel 39 uh, because they can't put a nine o'clock newscast on because they have network programming that they have to carry so they now just run the nine o'clock news on cw 39 my former home hmm. when i used to do sports fix and it is awesome. It's so cool. Like people are just messaging, and I'm like, wait, who is watching the CW? I still <laughs> don't get it. Who's watching the CW? Even when I was doing sports fix, people would reach out to me like, dude, I saw you on CW, and I'm thinking, yeah, but you just left it on because you were watching the Flash, right? The Flash or, the, or Arrow? Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> God, uh, uh, what? Bat, Bat, is it Batwoman? The, the show Ruby Rose was on that she quit. Yeah, I think she's on it. And then there's isn't there a high school show or something on there as well? Oh, people people will not stop talking about that show on, on Twitter. Uh I it's it's the big rave on Netflix right now. Yes. Oh, uh, the man. football show. The All American? I think that's what it is. No, but there's another one too. Like it has Yeah, it is All American. It, 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 there's um something high in the show. What is that Netflix show? Like Ruby High or something? I don't know what it's called. But um, that one is pretty popular as well. We're Riverdale. Doing, that's it. Riverdale. Riverdale High. The one with one of, with one of the spouse spouse twins in it. Yes. From uh, Sweet Life of Zach yeah. Cody. That's it right there. So yeah, that's that's what the CW is for. Some dope shows. Mm. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, and Newsfix. <laughs> rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Isn't it gone? It is gone. Yeah, they ended up changing the whole format. They they changed it for man, what did they it's like a morning show now. So they did that. That was a that was a really ago. fun fun way of presenting news. I, I watched it a lot in high school and I was I always enjoyed how, how what was the guy's name, the bald guy's name? I can't remember his name. Grego. Grego, that's right. Yeah. Like the way the way he had his closing ran at the end and like the way they presented everything. They had a bun B feature every every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something like that. Tuesday, Thursday. The way they presented news was really fun. It was, and it was. It look uh, when it first came out, I used to make fun of it. Like I used to tweet the entire newscast and be ruthless. <laughs> it was so bad. I, I mean, like I would just be killing it. And this was in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, roughly. And we made it like a bit on our on our shows on fifteen sixty, like what was on newscast or on Newsfix last night. And it's funny, the original producer, director of that show, they were still there when I auditioned to be part of Sports Fix. 
and they never brought it up with me. They never brought up the fact that I was, you know, like leading, leading the cause. And at that time, Twitter was <laughs> like, I was, I was very popular on Twitter because I was the only one using it. And I would lead this charge against NewsFest for no reason other than I just wanted content. And they remember that. And they never brought it up until like one of the final few weeks that I was doing it when I got word that, hey, look, we're going to be closing this down. And they said, you know, it's funny, like you became such a staple of this every week. We loved what you did. And it's funny, you went from the guy that was killing it to being a big part of news, uh, news fix. And I was like, damn, y'all remember that? And they go, hey, oh, we have the tweets. Remember when you were talking all this shit? Yeah, they saved them. They saved the tweets. Dude, they had the actual (laughs) tweets saved. And they're like, do you remember when you did this? I was like, dude, I don't remember, but I know we used to just dog it. Like, our Silva, our guy, um, loyal listener, he used to get in on this too, who's, by the way, Roland's been a guest on the Raheel show. You got to go to previous seasons. What's Um, up, Roland? So he was there. Our man, Manny. Look at our guy, Manny. He was on the podcast with me Friday, and he wants to do another one. Manny's the best. He's so cool. I love Manny. He was in Rockport. He was just out there coronaing it up. You've never actually have you ever talked about your your news fix audition? Have you never told me that story? Have you talked about it on the podcast? Um, I mean, there's nothing to it other than they reached out to the station and they said, Hey, look, we want to do this weekly thing. Would any of your guys be interested? We'll come up to the station and we'll just shoot, you know, something. They they didn't even they're they're like, we just want to see them on camera, see what it's like. And I knew what they're looking for because I watched, you know, I, I watched news yeah. and I did like, you know, funny, quirky stuff in there. And I got to the next round and then it was me and AJ, me, AJ. And I think there was one more guy who was, who went up to the studio to actually do the audition. Yeah. And you know, my overachieving ass, I had a whole script ready. I memorized it. I had the whole thing ready to go. I, I <laughs> sent it via tele. I was like, Hey, can you guys put this in a teleprompter? And I just I killed the audition. And AJ was like, wait, I thought we were just supposed to show up and talk on camera or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we were, AJ. But you know me. And I told him, I go, you know me. I'm going to overachieve and do this. And they picked me, and that was it. It was there. Yeah, there was no, like, cutthroat audition or anything like that. Did Grego see AJ and, and uh, put down some power moves? He could, only be the, he could be the only bald guy there? <laughs> It's like, this is my bit. Don't you dare step on me. <laughs> I'm the only bald guy on Newsfix. Don't you guys do this. No, Grego is now on, I think he's on 95.7 or 92. I forgot which station he's on. I think 95.7. He's uh he's one of their main voices now. And 95.7 is the station that does like contemporary. No, it does, it does all genres of music. So you've got your classics. You've got the Beatles. They'll play, you know, Backstreet Boys. It's everything. There's no set, uh, you know. There's no set category for the music. Ninety-five-seven, the uh, the spot. The spot, yeah. He and he's great on there. Grego is such a nice person, and like I used to make fun of him, and he's like, "Dude, who cares? Not a big deal. You're good in my book." And I was like, "Thank you, Grego," because it would have been awkward if the guy, like the mastermind, one of the big voices on Newsfix, was like, "No, nah, we're not having this loser on." <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's really cool. Um, Okay, so on the podcast today, we're going to try a lot of new things, all right? I So you and I both watched Rocket Man over the weekend, okay? We did. Yeah, so we're going to break that down. But I want to start with our best stuff right now, okay? Because I feel like we always push our best stuff to the end, 
and I don't want to do that anymore. So okay, let's start right at the gate. The reason this conversation came up, we were watching Rocket Man, separate rooms, separate houses, separate times. Separate. By the way, yeah, <laughs> it would have been it would have been super uncomfortable if we were watching we were watching it together during the um, what, what song did they turn into an orgy? <laughs> Why am I blanking? A Benny and the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> the Benny and the Jets orgy scene. <laughs> I was not ready for that, Jose. So I'm texting you and I go. Yeah, I'm after watching this, I'm pretty confident that Tiny Dancer is a top five song for me of all time. And that made me tell you, like, hey, let's put our top five songs together. Okay? So let's go. We're going to go five to one. All right? And we'll go alternating style. So you can start off. Number five, these are our top five all-time greatest songs, favorite songs, whatever you want to call it. Here we go, and we'll work our way into number one. So go ahead, Jose. You start with your number five. I just want to start this by saying how difficult this shit was. I tried. I, I tried two different approaches. I tried the desert island one, where I'm like, okay, what five songs would I want with me if I was stuck on on an island somewhere? And then uh, that's I had five songs, and I switched them to song to. Uh, I switched two of them when I realized like, no, there's. I just have to have these two songs because these two songs always put me in a good mood. So. Uh, if we're going to go with five, I have to have a Tyler, the creator song on here. Uh, at five, I have Tyler, the creator earthquake from his latest album, Igor, which, uh, is his best album. Uh, it's the most recent album. That's the biggest song on the album. The most, uh, the most, I think it, I think it went platinum on its own. I think the album has since gone platinum, but the song definitely went platinum. It was no, I think it was number one at one point. It was the top trending topic when, uh, there was that earthquake in in LA last year, so uh, Tyler the Creator uh, Eagle, Tyler the Creator's earthquake with Charlie Wilson and uh, not Charlie Wilson, who am For I think who, who Pharrell, uh, Playboy Cardi, no and no yeah Charlie Wilson yeah, which one's Pharrell on? Now I'm bl- I'm confusing this. Uh, are we still friends? Okay, man, are you sure he's not on that one too? No, he's not. It's it's Playboy Cardi. Okay, Playboy Cardi. All right. My number five, uh, it's one of my favorite albums. It's still a magical album. I listened to it this morning, actually. Um, MGMT Electric Feel okay. off of uh, their debut album. Uh, I know it's not Charlie. Charlie Is it Charlie Murphy? I'm, I'm hung up on this because I, know, I feel Charlie Wilson, not Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy's Eddie, Eddie Murphy's brother. So, yeah, rest, MGMT's rest Electric Feel. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's that, number five that, for me. That's a good one. Uh, I I prefer kids more, but uh, I can't hate on that. Okay, uh, my number, number four. My, my number four. By the way, I cheated on some of these because I purposely chose long songs. <laughs> uh, but my number four is uh, Frank Ocean's Pyramids. It's a ten-minute song, two parts from his debut album, the an album that's really important for me. Uh, and uh, I experienced several things listening to that album uh <laughs> uh so it's uh pyramids by frank ocean okay i like it four. my number four is going to be elton john tiny dancer at four at number i thought four. you'd have it higher no it's number four because it recently cracked my uh all-time favorite song and i've heard the song before but i never liked it it was just it yeah. was just a song to me right 
And then a show that I listened to on Sirius XM, The Benningtons, that was their outro song. And I would be listening to The Benningtons on my drive home from work a lot. And that song, every time it came on, they would sing to it. And like the joy that they had, then you, you know, the more, more times you hear it, the more you focus on the lyrics. Yeah. I just ended up loving that song. And now when it comes on, it just puts me in a good mood. So I'm going to put it at number four because the three ahead are, I mean, they're heavyweight songs for me. So who's okay. your number three now? My number three is one of the ones that I had to add in here. Uh, good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. So I when we started doing the the weekly episodes again, I started talking about how much I've been enjoying their music and if if you look up the song you you'll know you'll recognize it but it was it was Brian Wilson at his peak as a writer and as a, as a musician messing with songs and manipulating stuff at this point in in the Beach Boys discography a lot of the members were very frustrated with him because they wanted to stick to the script to the what was the three the three formats that they had cars clothes and girls right that's what they would that's what they would always sing about and good vibrations is a love song but it's when Brian Wilson started experimenting with different in- instruments and experimenting with, let's not make the chorus this way. Let's make the chorus this way. Let's add an extra chorus. Like, and, and, and it's it's a really nerdy song, but it's really incredible. It's probably their biggest song, I, w- I would say as well. So, a good vibrations by the Beach Boys at number three. Okay, I like that. That's a you've been on a Beach Boys kick uh, since the Shelter in Place. You've been their you've been their biggest champion thus far <laughs> that I've ever met in my life, and I like that it made a top five for you. Number three for me is the Black Keys "Little Black Submarines." That song, every single time you listen to it, you pick up something new. It's an emotional song. It's a, a musically emotional song. It's musically perfect to me. The build up to the uh, the actual chorus, the buildup to the, the second part of the song is amazing. And it's one of my favorite bands. It's one of my favorite albums as well. It's a song that ties everything together on El Camino. So to me, it's Black Keys, Little Black Submarines, my top three favorite all-time song. All right. Uh, two for me is Lost in the World by Kanye West. It's Whoa. I don't think it's my favorite Kanye song, but it's it's the most the lyrics are the most hard hitting for me. It's not officially, but the the closing track to his best album, in my opinion, it's one verse. But the, the singing is beautiful on it. Justin Vernon's on it. There's a whole bunch of Larry layered vocals on it. <laughs> People are slandering your list, by the way, uh, on the chat. <laughs> uh, but Lost in the World by Kanye West uh, from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is uh, my number two. So Justin Blackmore, as you mentioned, is trashing my list. I said, drop yours. Hey, you guys can drop your list. We'll get to your list as well if you are watching us live. And if you're listening on the podcast, send us your list on Twitter at the underscore Raheel or on Instagram, Raheel doing things. And then Jose on Twitter at parj94 we want to know your list that's why we're doing this this is just a a fun exercise to get this going top five is is really difficult as ryan ryan mentions when you texted me to do this i was kind of upset you texted me to be honest it ruined your day <laughs> it ruined your memorial like, day son of a bitch i don't want to do this okay, <laughs> five, I like, five songs it's too i difficult. like your kanye i like your kanye explanation i'm going number two the beatles here comes the sun oh yeah George Harrison, 
That is, for, I, I always mix up Let It Be and Abbey Road because they sound kind of similar, but I think that's from Abbey Road, isn't it? Um, I believe so. And uh, That is that an song, official that, Beatles song, right? I, yes, I believe so. So that it, song, it becomes, for, so look that up because for some reason that song I, was I know not, Elvis, yeah. Elvis covered it. Elvis had uh, sang that song as well. It is from Abbey Road. So that song, for uh, whatever seven. reason, it's not on. It's not on their number one's album. Because because uh, I don't think it was ever a single. I don't think it was a single. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because there there's song there's songs on there's a lot of songs that aren't on uh, on that 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 uh, that number one album. But yeah, that song that song is incredible. That's a, a George Harrison song. And then in the second half, there's the weird little. I totally didn't do it justice. That starts at, at the second half of the song. That's fucking incredible. And like the first 100 times I heard that song, because I've also been on a Beatles kick since like fucking November, I didn't notice it. But when I noticed it, I couldn't unhear it. And it's so fucking beautiful. Okay, I'm going to have to listen for that now. That's I, I'm going to have to like, and then now if I hear it, I'm going to go, oh, dang it. Jose ruined it for me. No, it's an incredible, like it's an incredible sound. It sounds like a high pitched. I don't think it's a guitar. I don't even know what instrument it is, but it's a, it's a weird, weird. It's a really like groovy, like high pitched sound that's going on in the in the background. That's like so incredible. I can't believe I never noticed it. Okay, number one for you. So my number one is also a Beatles song. It's uh, it's Hey Jude by the Beatles, and it's kind of a cop out. Uh, it's it's one of their biggest songs, but uh, another long song. Two two iconic separate parts to it. Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle. Paul McCartney is one of my favorite artists now. So it, it, I had a, I was trying to choose between this song and Let It Be because Let It Be has a has a big importance to me because it was one of my dad's favorite songs and he would purposely sing it bad, like just terribly, uh, awfully pitched to embarrass my brother and I when we were younger. But I, ultimately, I chose uh, Hey Jude because the second the second half the na 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 is so iconic and it's. It's an inc- it's an incredible love song. Like it's to me, it it's it like I'm always going to tie tie the Beatles to my dad because of how much he loved them, and it's just like it's like my my dad giving me advice about a relationship. That's how I uh, how I think about that song. So there's no way like it wouldn't be my favorite my favorite little song if I ultimately had to pick one song to be my number one. That's beautiful. That that song every single time, you just it puts you. It puts you in a reflective mood, and then, of course, then you start thinking about why you like that song and everything you mentioned. Those emotions happen for every single person on that song. Yeah, that song's incredible. Everyone has and a story about Hey Jude, right? I think so. I, I, would, I would think so, yeah. So okay. what's your number one? My number one is your number two, Kanye West, <laughs> Lost in the World. That song, when it first came out, it, it leaked. I've told you this story before. It leaked during the Good Friday uh, releases that Kanye had uh, during the lead up to this album. And somebody released an unfinished version of that song. And I remember being at ACL in my hotel room and I listened to the unreleased one for literally an hour long because I couldn't <laughs> believe how great of a song it was. And like, it it captured everything. It captured everything that Kanye's good at. And then yep. on top of that, it introduced a whole new sound for Kanye because 
that like the the way the drum pattern he's used that before but in combination with the samples with the lyrics it was something so new for him and it just and the, changed the optimism of the lyrics in the album that has a lot of dark lyrics after his his breakup with uh amber rose i don't know if that song is that song officially about kim because by that point by the time they fin- he finished that album he was dating kim kardashian already I don't know if the song's officially like he's openly said that it's about her, but the optimism on an album that's like so dark in terms of the lyrics is really beautiful to end that album with that song. I know there's a skit uh, that with the just caught just caught hair on a uh, uh, poetry thing at the end of uh, at the end of the album. So it's not officially the last song, but it's it's an incredible song to end an album on. And that's and then you had the poetry at the end of the song because when it first released, they were the they were the same track. It wasn't a split track. Uh, it wasn't yeah was there was there another verser or anything else to it because on the album there's only one verse on it so there wasn't um it wasn't as heavy with the chorus originally and i think you can still find it on youtube it's somewhere over there and i might have it in my old macbook as well like this unreleased (laughs) one because again i told i like i listened to it so many times and you know there's a few people that were uh that would listen to me on 1560 the game in the live chat right now I would play that song a lot on the show, the unreleased one, like because it, yeah. it was just so raw. It was, it was perfect. He was trying out different things in it, and then I mean, both of us forgot this, Bonnie Iver. That was the the big yeah, introduction just, I, to the. I did yeah. mention him. Oh, you did. Justin okay. The introduction to the hip hop world of him, and like, yeah. like, what the hell? And then you go back and listen, and that and that made me listen to his music, and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. So it, it just opened up a whole new musical door for me. So that's and my that's, number and one. And that's uh, – I actually – the last time I listened to uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy uh, front to back was on my birthday, and it was the first time I had done that in a long time. And I was texting one of my best friends about it, and it's like because of that album, like that opened so many doors for like my taste in music now. Like like you mentioned uh, – you mentioned Justin Vernon and uh, Bonnie Iver. Like now, one of his close friends, uh, James Blake, is one of my favorite artists. Like, I don't think I'd be into like indie music like I am now, or like I'm more into pop music than I was at that point when that album first came out. Then, uh, because of that album, I think I think like the the crossover that album has uh, is incredible. To me. Roland mentions uh, Devil in a New Dress. Uh, as one of his, also from that album. That that album, that song is fucking incredible. Like, Rick Ross bodies the hell out of that song. Rick freaking Ross wraps his ass off on that album, on that song, Devil in Your Dress. Okay, which songs did you leave off, off the top of your head? Give me two songs that you had to cut from your top five. Uh, Let It Be by the Beatles. I, I wanted to pick just one Beatles song, and... Uh, Tender by Blur, which is the band that Damon Albarn from the Gorillas, his the first band he was in. That's also a really long song, and it has a beautiful choir singing on it, and it's it's a it's like a blissful breakup song. It's a really beautiful song. That's that's another one that I left off. I left off Doctor uh, Dr. Dre, "Let Me Ride," because the first, <laughs> the first time I heard that song, I was like, "There's no way this is this can't be a rap song because the way he sampled everything." how iconic that song is when you think of the west coast music transition like when rap turned into west coast rap to me it's that song it's just perfect so to me it was that one and then another one 
it's it's a it's a Hindi song, an Indian song. <laughs> and I put this on my Twitter a while back, but the song is called Ab Jesa Koi. And it's from what a movie mean? from the 70s, Somebody Like You. That's what it means. Okay. It's a it it's like this funky disco the song. The Adele song? No, what do you mean? Someone like you? No, not that one. That's oh, some sorry. that's somebody. It, oh, somebody. somebody like you. She might have okay. bit she might have bitten it in transition or in translation. <laughs> that's a lot maybe, but yeah, that was one I left off. And uh okay, so other people uh El Jefe sent his in aka Josh. He has a bunch Who will of join us. Ooh, later on the podcast a little teaser i like it oh. a little teaser oh ryan why don't you go ahead and just write your songs in because i'm not opening up your spotify. <laughs> here's ryan's hitting. top five it's a spotify link <laughs> i'm not clicking on that so https dot backslash spotify.com i've never so, heard that song if you guys have your top five songs you can send it in later on during the show it's all good we're here for the next 30 40 minutes and it, it was something that we started talking about because you and I both watched Rocket Man over the weekend. Right. You texted me. It, it's been on my list. And I finally finished my Breaking Bad rewatch and El Camino rewatch, which we'll get to in a bit. But I had an opening finally. And then I started another show too. because, And you're going to kill me for this one. I, but again, I got to focus. Let's get our review oh, no. of, of Rocket Man first, which is available right now on Hulu. For those of you that have Hulu and those of you who don't, just hit us up. We'll give you our passwords because <laughs> the, the whole world uses one login right now. Uh, what did you think of Rocket Man? So I was I was initially confused because it, uh, should we should we do spoilers or not do spoilers? It's been out for what a year now. So it's, yeah, I mean, just we can talk about how it's done without uh, spoiler. Elton John lives. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, <laughs> so the opening scene is him at at. Uh, in rehab and I was really confused by that because I thought it was going to be like a linear story where it just tells, Oh, this is Elton John and he's from England and he eventually made it to America, but it wasn't, it wasn't that way. And it hit you hard immediately. Like it's not going to be a, a linear story. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought the, the, the transitions between stories and the fact that I, I feel like this, this annoyed you because you asked me about it was, instead of using songs in order in which they came out to tell the story, they just used the song that best fit that point of the story to, uh, to tell that, to tell the story of that scene or that moment in his life. And a lot of it, I, I felt it was more of a mus- musical than it was a movie. I don't know how you feel about it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was really good. It took a lot of risks and it's so hard to make a, a, how do, a bio, people call it a biopic, a biopic, whatever you want to call it. It's so hard to make those movies and pull them off and to leave people satisfied, like fa- intense fans, like rabid fans of an artist. But I think that I think it did a really good job. I, I see the the one thing I hated, and I it's because you would hope that they would mention or you know kind of figure out while you're watching the movie, you go, oh, okay, so this is why this song was written here, or why it's right. such an important song. So when Tiny Dancer hit, I'm like, oh. Okay, this kind of makes sense, you know, the LA references, first time in LA for everybody. And then I'm I'm thinking, no wait, that it doesn't add up the timeline, the release of the song and when the actual events of the movie are happening. Right. No, no, it, it definitely doesn't. It doesn't. And then I started hating it. And then when Rocket Man hits, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what? I understand why you used it here, <laughs> but I don't like 
I don't like it in a biopic or a biopic. I like saying biopic because we're basic. I don't like it when they start reshuffling things because I want to know why this song was written. What right. was the inspiration behind it? And sure, I can go pull up an old NPR interview and figure things out, but dumb it down for me because I'm here for a reason. No, these answers in a perfect two-hour gift. That's all I want. Wait, so you didn't like it that much then? I, I didn't like I didn't like how they Are used you? the songs, but I loved okay. I loved everything else. I I love. You know how they, there's various people telling uh, various people telling Elton John, "Be you. Stop. Stop hiding who you are, and not just your, uh, not just the fact that you are a homosexual. That stuff. I'm talking about your character on stage. Like, your identity, go ahead and change right? your name. Be be who you are on stage. Go for that furious look. Go for whatever you want. I did appreciate that. I appreciated all the extras that we got." around his life i liked everything but the use of the songs yeah. of his biggest hits do you think if it was presented as a music a, mu- a musical based on the life of Elton john it'd be you'd appreciate it more like would that have changed your expectations going in because that's what it is to me it's not really a, a chronological uh biopic it's it's a musical about his life with with his best songs with his biggest songs yeah i would have i, I if I if I knew that going in, I would have reacted differently because then you're just like, okay, this is Hamilton, right? This is just a, <laughs> that's what it is. Which, by the way, coming out on Disney Plus, so it is for yeah. all you poor people like us, we can actually watch Hamilton now. What? And then and then wrap along with the Bill of Rights or whatever. So can't wait. Um, so I, it was good. It was a good movie. My wife lost interest right away because of the musical <laughs> aspect. Like we get hit with the we, we get hit with the musical right out right out the gate. Yo, you definitely do. And uh, that that genuinely surprised me because I had no idea it was that way. But I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, if they took this on the road, obviously they'd have to recast it. They can't afford the the actors. or And they'd have... I don't think it's the actual actor who plays that when John's singing the songs, right? It's just the songs repurposed. Like, or, uh, yeah, or I think so. Like, they'd have to recast this. But mm. I guess say all of this to say, if... if we weren't in the middle of a freaking pandemic and we could go places around people. I would probably go watch this. You like, would. Okay. Um, the music, the musical version of this. Definitely. I thought it was really good. All right. There I enjoyed you go. it. Rocket man, highly uh, enjoyed by Partita and recommend you recommend it to the listeners. Moderately enjoyed by Raheel. Moderately. You know what I, <laughs> you know what I did enjoy? What's My that? final, finally catching up and finishing breaking bad, the rewatch. And El Camino, man, season five. There, one. First of all, it's so many episodes. There's 16 episodes, right? It was uh, eight and eight split up. I forgot about that. I was like, okay, it's just gonna be another 13 episode deal. Right. Cool. I'll rip through this. And I'm going, man, this is taking forever. The final four episodes, I had forgotten everything, and I don't know how. This was just. It was in 2015. It wasn't that the information long ago. age, baby. Information age, and it's not like I had my phone with me because I remember when it all came out that I put my phone down. I didn't look at my phone during the actual episodes. I remember breaking it down with a coworker at the time. What's up, Eric? Um, and he and I would like sit down at lunch on Mondays after Breaking Bad. And we would have a, a, just an hour-long discussion on the episode. Like, we had notes. That's how much we loved it, right? Nerds. And I, and I it's, it was totally nerd. This is 
Yeah. Again, this was when I was, you know, working my corporate jobs. And that was my talk show was with Eric. It's the Eric Henry Hill <laughs> show. You would have loved the intro. Today uh, we're breaking down rocks versus minerals. And then we also According had, to Hank Schrader. Yeah. And then you also had the Breaking Bad post show at the time too, right? That's it, right. On AMC, so, yeah. So like I remember watching parts of that and yet I still forgot some of the biggest details of right. the entire show. But man, the rewatch is so good. If especially if you're all caught up on Better Call Saul, there's so many decisions. The Omaha reference from Saul in uh, while he's getting shipped out from uh, with the vacuum guy. Yeah, man, like R. little R. things, like little things. You go, oh man, I, like okay, that's why he said it because every they knew everything. Vince Gilligan and crew knew exactly what they were doing. Everything has a purpose, and then. And then right after, literally, I finished it and I went right to El Camino. And it is, okay, so the continuity issues outside of Fat Todd, they're not that bad. Fat, fuck Fat Todd. Yeah, Fat and Todd is the worst character. Todd, there's, yeah. oh, Todd is the most evil person in that whole show. I forgot he cold, cold-blooded killed Andrea, Brock's yep. mom. I forgot about that, and I'm like, oh, of course Todd would do this. Todd, you fat f. But uh, <laughs> the, and then Jesse, Jesse, like the continuity issue, uh, issues on Jesse. Aaron, uh, Aaron was it was perfect. Like he was great. Aaron Paul was awesome at El Camino. Um, Walter White, of course, the bald cap because they didn't shave him down. That was the only continuity issue. But his acting was. It was still Walter White. Right, we were like, left off, right. Yeah, it's a character you you had killed off, right? You're thinking inside you, what, five years ago. Man, it is so good. I I think you need to rewatch El Camino because it was perfect for me. No, I, 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 really, I really enjoyed El Camino. I actually watched, I binged uh, Breaking Bad for the, actually it was my first time ever, ever rewatching it from the original time I, I binged it. And I, I timed it out to the the night I, f- I would finish it the night before the the premiere of El Camino, and I think that's why I appreciate I appreciated it as much as I did. So this was your second time watching El Camino, right? Second time, did, but I thought you hated did, it on Twitter, didn't you? Say you didn't no, like it? No, that was Jong Jong Lee. Oh, Jong, it was me and you caping. Ca- <laughs> Jong is the worst. It was me and you caping for it, and Jong Jong was just Jong was a part of the. I didn't need this. Uh, we should have just left it how it was. Camp. Where I, when I was just fine with either way, and I would just appreciate it, the fact that there was another one. I you, totally loved how I, I loved how Jesse's arc ended with a mystery in Breaking Bad, but I also enjoyed the fact that Vince Gilligan thought there was enough people making noise to justify there being a, a movie made out of what happens to Jesse. It was so good that I'm not gonna lie, I almost started crying at the end because what again I put so many hours into the rewatch. And then to finally see Jesse right off after everything he went through and him kind of smirking and smiling yeah, with clean clothes on, that was such a happy moment. So there was three, three uh, ways the movie could have finished. I don't know if you ever saw this story. I think it was in Rolling Stone with an interview Vince Gilligan did. Jesse dies. There's a voiceover of Jesse reading the letter to Brock or the what we got. Do you think I do you think any of those would have been better? I think would you have le- preferred to have I want have the letter. A different one? I want the letter. I, I'm happy that he didn't die. 
Even yeah, though he, uh, he deserved to die, I'm happy he didn't. The the uh, I think if I remember re- from reading that story, Vince Gilligan, when he started w- writing the script, was intending on on killing on having him die, and uh, his girlfriend or his wife, fiance, talked him out of it and told him it would be a big mistake to do that. And but yeah, the the other ending where he doesn't die is the same montage of him driving away with a voiceover of what he wrote in the letter for Brock. Which uh, which would have been really sweet and probably would have made me cry if, if we got to know what was actually said in the letter. Brock, yo, bitch. Yo, bitch. Your mom is dead. <laughs> you think bitch. you're a bitch? <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm kind of your daddy now. Yo, bitch. I'm going to send you money, Brock. Okay, bitch. <laughs> you started another show. You started something new, you said. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I started watching Upload, which is... Uh, I think I don't know how many of the people from the office are involved, but it is some of the people who made the office are involved in 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 the show. It's on Amazon. If you need uh, the login, hit up real. And are you, are you using mine for real? <laughs> no, I'm using my own. <laughs> I just don't want to share mine because I don't want people to go on my Amazon account. Uh, so it's 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 the the concept is more interesting than what the show has been so far. I'm only four episodes in. But it's set in 2033, where technology has magically advanced so far in 13 years, where your your memory could be uploaded into an, an afterlife, uh, to where you just live this amazing life in this amazing amazing uh, hotel estate, and obvious of course only the rich can afford it. But the main character of the show is isn't rich, but he's dating a a girl who's in a rich family, and cars don't cars. People don't drive cars in 2033 anymore. It's an automated car, and he gets in a car crash, and he, and he dies. Obviously, there's some funny business going on, but and everyone can see it except his dumbass. Uh, so the first couple episodes are him adjusting to being in the afterlife. And uh, there's a there's a hilarious cameo uh, from Creed, which I don't think is supposed to be hilarious, but I laughed out loud when what happens to him happens. And so far, I'm four episodes in. I don't love it. I love the concept of it, the idea of what it could have been. But I, so far, it seems like it can't decide whether it's a drama or a comedy, and that kind of annoys me. But uh, yeah, if anyone's watched, uh, if anyone's watched upload, hit us up and give us your thoughts. It's it is it's a it's an incredible premise. I really liked uh, I really like it. There's and there's a bunch of Easter eggs to Panera. Panera now owns Amazon, and it's like a super conglomerate. Oprah Winfrey was president in 2024. Like, there's little tiny Easter eggs that you can catch if you kind of pay attention, which are funny. Funnier than the actual jokes in the script. Interesting. I started watching uh, – this is the most random thing you'll oh, probably God. ever hear me say on this podcast. I started watching Nikki Jam's El Ganador. What the hell is that? Exactly. So, okay. It's the most random most show. You know Nikki Jam, right? The musician – the reggaeton artist. Yep. So, yeah, this is so funny to me. I can't even laugh. I can't stop laughing. So Nuno hits me up. He's El, ga- like, El ganador. El you said ganador. that so weird. I the said winner. El ganador. El yeah. ganador. El ganador. Uh, El ganador. He, Nuno hits me up. He's like, bro, you got to watch this show. It's awesome. You got to watch it. And he's like, there's other. There's another reason I can't say why. Okay, because I, we're not allowed to yet. But he's like, you gotta watch this show. And I said, okay, um, cool. 
He goes, do you know Nicky Jam's music? I go, I've heard of him. I've never listened to his music. He's like, you got to listen to the music. You got to watch the show. You're going to love it. It's all in Is Spanish. it a reality show? No, it's a it's a biopic. A biopic. A biopic. It's a Is biopic. it really? Yeah, it's a it's about his life. And is is he a big enough artist to have a biopic? He is in he is in that in that genre. I'm a biopic uh watch I'm biopic watching apparently. Yeah, Nicky Jam. Look up uh look up Nicky Jam's social media influence. El ganador. It's two seasons in. There's only one on Netflix. Yeah, it might be two seasons in. Why is there two? Oh my gosh, there's two seasons. Dang it. Is there? No, there's only one season from 2018. I guess they just put it on Netflix. Yeah, they just put it up on Netflix. And I feel like we could wrap the show up in like two episodes. I'm two episodes in. <laughs> yeah. I texted David last night when I'm watching. I go, so is every single song going to sound the same in this? And he goes, yeah, dude, reggaeton from earlier. It's, it's from like early two thousands is trash. And he said, but his new music is supposedly really good. He loves it. I mean, like David loves it so much on social media. He was posting, watching Nicky jam acoustic sessions. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there's Nicky jam acoustic sessions going on. That would be like, is there, is there more rapper acoustic sessions? Is, was there ever an MTV Unplugged with a, where a rapper just rapped to an acoustic guitar? I don't. I think he might be the first. Like the Nelly, Nelly is somewhere fuming right now. That's it. Like it would be like Nelly doing "It's Hot in Her" acoustic, <laughs> because that's what the reggaeton songs are. It's just okay. Yeah. Go to the club, find the chick, get drunk, make love, do it all over again, pretty much. Because I I read the lyrics on the bottom, so it's I'm basically reading a book because I don't understand anything. There's some English in there. That's what I started watching, Jose. That's where my life is right now. Is I'm watching El Ganador. El Ganador. You have time. I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're taking shots now. Sorry. We're not all employed, Jose. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all, you dick. <laughs> You've got nothing but time and you're done with your power washing project, apparently. Yeah, power washing done. Uh, Back to the Future <laughs> trilogy done. We wrapped it up. What, what did? Tell me more about what your daughter thought of the trilogy. So she loved the first one. She I don't know of why course. she loved it. She had it's no the idea. Best one. She had no idea what was happening, okay? She loved it. She's like, I, this is so good. Um, she liked part two because she was concerned the whole time. She's like, are they ever going to go pick up Jennifer again because they just leave her? <laughs> she was, she was so concerned, concerned about Jennifer. Dude, I've never seen somebody so concerned. And they don't go pick her up, right, until the Biff end of part Biff is pointing three. a gun at Marty, and your yeah. daughter's like, "Where? but Jennifer – Jennifer, Dad, where's Jennifer? She's so Maybe concerned. Trickster Marty's about to die. <laughs> like, are they gonna go get Jennifer? What's gonna happen to Jennifer? And that's why she wanted to watch uh, Back to the Future Three, is to find out what happened to Jennifer. I'm not kidding you. That was her only reason. She didn't care about what's gonna happen to Doc, what's gonna happen to Marty, um, what's gonna happen on the the West Front, all that. And man, it was hilarious. She was glued to the TV watching Back to the Future 3, which was her first introduction to the stereotypical Native Americans. Right. I was so embarrassed. I was like, wow, man. Even Spielberg was like, yeah, we're going to go straight up stereotype. We're going there, baby. We're going there. So Uh, did you you watch them when they originally came out? Like, um, how did, when was your first experiences with Back to the Future? 
It's when I moved to America, so that was 90, 1990, and then I remember watching them on the USA channel all the time. On USA yeah. Network, excuse me, all the time. Like Back to the Future 3, we, we literally watched it in the summer almost every day because it was on <laughs> every single day. So I remember Back to the Future 3, like certain parts, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. The train flying away at the end, that was awesome, I remember that. Uh, Doc with his kids, I remember that. But she yeah. loved it. Um, so when Back to the Future 2, and I think we have to look this up, when Back to the Future 2 was released, did they already start shooting Back to the Future 3? Because at the end of 2, on Netflix at least, there it's not a, it's not a yeah. Netflix trailer. You saw it, right? There, there's a yeah, built-in the, trailer for Back to yeah, the Future 3. Yeah, next summer, what, Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I think I would assume so. So I they knew they, what they I were doing, they, yeah. Yeah, because they were only a year apart. Movies so take, knew, typically yeah, take like two years, right, to make. Yeah, so they must have just they must they must have just shot everything together. Yeah, I would I would think so. Or they started shooting, they started shooting uh, the the western one, the third one when the third one was when the second one was in uh, post production and they were editing everything. So yeah, it must have been something immediate. Marty McFly was getting old, baby. You had to you had to pump the third one out quick. Back to the Future Three was so cheesy. It, it was definitely a money grab, right? Like I, that's what the reason I asked you because I wanted to know like what the perception was of it when it came out originally. Because it, it totally feels like a fuck it. We made so much money off of these first two movies. Let's just make a third western one that doesn't make much sense, but it's going to make us a lot of money because everyone loves western and we can make all this merchandise. And but they but they referenced Doc's mention going to his favorite time was the Westerns. Like he wanted to go back to the old West. Yeah, I don't remember that. I think it was in back. He to definitely future. says that. He says, yeah. he says that in the second one, right? It was, a, yeah, second or first one. So I'm sure, I mean, the story, the story had to go to the, to the Westerns. So they, it must've been laid out as a three part movie, but the third one just seemed more money grabbish because of like the product placement the the jokes in there it just felt it, it felt more tacky back to the future 2 was incredible back to the future 1 is it's a trailblazing movie it's so it's so awesome but 3 just felt like okay yeah let's we know by the time that you see the results come in you see how people are reacting to it the third one just felt like hey let's give the people what they want even though we were going to make this movie let's make it really really family friendly and really cheesy so that's what it felt like. I'm with you. Yeah, it, that's that's the impression I got from it. It's interesting to the timeline. I think uh, we might have to talk to uh, to Brad from from uh, from the Booker T show. He wrote a he wrote a book on uh, on the Back to the Future trilogy. I have several questions. We might have to invite Brad next Monday or a couple really? weeks from now. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he it, the book the the book. What the hell? The book came out. Uh, Actually, beginning of May, I think, if not late April. Yeah, Brad Gilmore, uh, he he wore he wrote a book on uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. Okay, yeah, I think they do their show the same time as us, right? Yeah. Okay. So we might have to do that on a special night, a different night or something. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That is, yeah, I definitely want him on. That's interesting. Brad's a really cool guy too. I love his story. So, yeah, definitely bring him on. Okay, so we got three things that you and I we have to talk about. Okay. Do you want to start with the easiest one? Because I do want to play click, click it, or no click. Okay. So we'll do that at the end. 
I've got two things here for you. Do you want the song of the summer or do you want me getting my hopes up? You getting your hopes up. So, what did you do? So you and I are in a thread with our buddy Josh, aka LFA, <laughs> who's uh, who's awesome, and we're gonna hear from him pretty soon. So we're you know we we use that thread to message each other about hype beast stuff, shoes that are coming out, stories from the shoe industry because it's stuff that we enjoy talking about. El Jefe loves it way more than us, in my opinion. Like he is about that life. Uh, you're second, I'm third in terms of like about okay, that yeah. life. Although you saw your boy flexing with the Jordans yesterday before eating the moss. You didn't have to flex like that, dog. By the way, I think that picture is going to be used on the Jordan brand uh, weekly recap that they do. <laughs> <laughs> on the sneakers app? Yeah. You know, like on no Instagram, shit. they do a thing called hashtag in my J's. Someone reached out to you? I, you, you know who it is. Somebody. somebody that... Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> He, yes. he said, he said, he said, hey, hashtag it in my J's. Oh my God. Usually he'll just be like, cool. That's why you did it. No, no, no. I did this all on my own. I sent it to him just as a joke. And there's like a lot, like, there's just so much information. People have no idea what we're talking about. I posted a picture on Instagram. Some of these are just where, for us. Yeah. Like, like uh, the Instagram, the, on, on my reheal doing things, I posted a picture in my traditional uh, garb and I put on my, breads my 11 breads i sent it to somebody that is in the industry and i said check out this picture and he goes bro i love it make sure you hashtag it in my jays and that usually like when he tells me to do something it's usually so they can it comes up on their feed and whatnot and yeah. then they can figure it out but uh what were we talking about we got sidetracked okay so anyways we're in a thread of a high thread. i got my hopes up there are some shoes that we saw we saw teased um, a while back, the Travis Scott 270 Cactus Trails. And for those of you, Travis Scott's a musician. He does a collaboration with Jordan, and they're really popular shoes. This one, though, is a Nike collaboration, and they're more casual wear shoes. They're not like they're not hype beast shoes, even though they're gonna be hype beast shoes. These are more casual shoes. These are Nike 270 Air Maxes. With the React, which I love. The React cushion's awesome. Yeah, the React is incredible. And when we first saw those shoes, we're like, uh, there's just too much going on. It was okay. There were, you know, bad pictures too. And then the official images hit, and then the marketing campaign, which again, marketing works. Those of you brilliant. Want to the, mar yeah. the marketing stuff has been brilliant for it. It's so good. For those the Mick Foley, the Mick Foley ads, who was yeah. the the who uh, one of his characters as a professional wrestler was uh, also named Cactus Jack. They use like, him uh, in it. The web, like the web page, is from the '90s, like from yeah. Mick Foley's time. It's perfectly done. The box that the, the they tease with it on 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 the web page, it's really cool. And then you get like really good images of the shoe, and then you finally see it on like people wearing the shoes. And I love the shoes now. Like I want these shoes. They're awesome shoes. Like they're great everyday shoes. And I got so hyped up. I texted you and El Jefe, and I said. I want these. Like, you loaded the gift I cards. I really for want them. these. To the loaded my, <laughs> I preloaded my Nike gift cards in my app because I'm so hyped for these. <laughs> and there's no way I'm gonna get them, right, Jose? Probably not, man. Uh, we might have another. We might have a bigger chance because he's from Houston and he he often with his collaborations, he will make he will make uh, more pairs accessible in Houston. He didn't do it for the ones. 
but he did it for the fours. Uh, that's the only reason I was able to get the fours because uh, there were so many pairs of it made available in Houston. And he did it for the Air Force Ones, but that was at uh, the festival. So you, the only way you could access the the shoes was if you were in the festival at the festival at Houston, uh, in Houston. But that was in the early afternoon. So there will be there will be more chances like his new store that he opened in Rice Village. But the lines for that are going to be stupid, stupid long. I'm not waiting in line. I want to do it through the sneakers app because I have Nike gift cards that I want to use. Yeah, I, I don't think I would pay one. Uh, it's going to end up being what? One eighty eight, one ninety almost. Yeah, tax. probably one ninety something. I don't think I'm going to pay if I had to pay for them. I don't know. I, I don't think I would. I mean, either way, the gift cards are money that I've used. They're not it's not free money. Right. Because it's yeah. like I, it's like from returns and whatnot. But to me, they're gift cards now. So if I get them through the app and I get to use my gift cards, then I, I can't wait. Call your shot right now. Do you end up getting a pair? <sighs> Do I want to exude my positive uh, energy for those or for the chunky donkeys? When are those? I'm leaning more to, uh, tomorrow. Actually, uh, you know what? I'm gonna get the chunky donkeys. Okay. All right. I'm gonna you know try what? for those. Yeah, I, 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 I really like them. They're ugly as shit, but they're like pugs. Pugs are such ugly dogs. They're cute. It's the same thing with the chunky donkeys. They're okay. so ugly. They're they're cute. They're nice looking shoes. They're cool looking shoes. I don't know what the hell I would wear with them if I got them, and I'd be so tempted to to sell them because they're going for over a grand already. What? But uh, yeah, dude, this is the year of the dunk. The the Nike dunk is back, baby. Okay, the Cactus Trails. I saw the resale right now is at like fourteen hundred, eleven hundred, roughly. Holy there. shit! But I think that's going to drop. I I think they're making a ton of these, right? They would have to because they're not. These aren't Jordans. These are these are Nikes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know, to tell you the truth. I feel like they would, and we'd have again. We'd have more of a chance to get them because we're here in Houston. But I, I don't. I don't. I, it's hard to tell with his releases because they're so unorganized. His his team uh, is not that that organized. At Space Village, it's been a disaster with with their releases. Uh, with with shoes with the with the Dunk in particular, they were backdooring a lot of pairs and stuff like that. So. There you yeah. go. Yep, Joe there, just said uh, that I, as well. I, I think that's El Jefe's older brother. I think I'm not sure, but yeah, oh. Joe, they they backdoor the hell out of stuff. Uh, El Jefe, hey saying, man, why why are you putting me out there like that, Josh? <laughs> I don't need nobody knowing that. You're about to get jacked. That's what's and happening. the Air Force ones. And the Air Force ones. You're just the first ones. The second ones. There's three you, Air Force ones. You picked up everything. Okay. Uh, I've had some good luck on sneakers. I have. I don't know why. Okay, I'm a good look, person. So we're going to push our game with the song of the summer. I'm just going to announce the song of the summer. If you follow me on social media, our, our Saturday was all about Lady Gaga for me and Rain On Me. Oh, damn it. I forgot you do this bit. It's Lady, Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. Okay. Respect <laughs> respect Ron Bennington. It's Lady Gaga. Rain On Me is a song of the summer. Okay. It's an old school. It has elements of every genre and every decade of music. I love it. You it's sound like Stephon from Saturday Night Live right now. This thing has everything. <laughs> this has everything. If you're looking for an Asian man who is putting out music set in the 90s while you're getting served burgers by Guy Fieri, you have to go to Rain <laughs> On Me. <laughs> you have to go to New York's hottest new club, Rain On Me. Stefan, one of the greatest 
SNL character. Lady Gaga that, right? in a British accent in yeah. the middle of the bridge for no reason whatsoever. Yo, Lady Gaga just puts out bangers, son. She is a bangers machine. That's all she does. She's like, hey, what do I? What am I gonna do today? I'm gonna wake up. Drop I'm gonna eat breakfast banger. and then just put out bangers. That's it. They're like, hey, Lady Gaga, we want you to put out this non-banger. And she goes, do you know who I am? I'm Lady Gaga. I don't put out anything but bangers. Okay, whatever. You want? Oh, you want me to put out a banger? With Bradley Cooper, okay, cool, banger. Like casually put, oh, with a, with just a good-looking actor, yeah, banger. That's what I do. Okay, anybody that disrespects Lady Gaga can just unsubscribe from the podcast and never talk to me again. No, don't unsubscribe. No, don't do that. That's counterproductive. I was gonna do read the lyrics for Lady Gaga as we do our popular songs lyrics thing, but we're running out of time, and I want to play this new game called click or no click and what we're going to do is i didn't look at the stories okay i just grabbed some stories i put them in our rundown yes we do a rundown on this podcast because we're professionals damn it and you guys are awesome so you deserve a really good show i put five different stories in there the headlines only jose's going to read me the headlines and if it's intriguing enough based on the headline alone am i going to click it or am I not going to click it? Easy enough. Let's go. All right. First one. Survey. 48% of Americans do not plan to fly for at least a year. No click. That's – okay, let's do a survey right now. Come May 2021, Jose, are you going to be flying? If there's a vaccine, yes. Okay. 100%. I would fly next week. I'm not, I'm not scared about that. So a hundred percent on this show, we're ready to go. We we will fly in the next. For those week. for those of you that are uh, audio only, he's also not wearing a mask while we record this podcast, so you know where where he stands. Yo. did you see that lady in New York get shunned out of <laughs> yes, a grocery, a grocery store, store because she wasn't that. wearing a mask? I love that. That's what should always happen. <laughs> You, it's hey, so uncomfortable to go to grocery stores right now, man. <laughs> yo, if you're not wearing a mask, don't go in. I went to a Randall's to pick up flowers real quickly for my sister-in-law. My wife? Oh, your sister-in-law. Okay. I ran in there, and so I ran back to the car, and I and I, I picked it up. I, I was like, I'm, I got to go put a mask on. I'm not going in without a mask. And then sure enough, when I got to the door, it said, please put a mask on. I love that. <laughs> that was their, yeah, it's... That was their polite way of telling you, please put a fucking mask on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no right. click. Yeah, that's an easy one. No click. Next one. Coronavirus. Drivers plan to walk more to keep cleaner air of cleaner air of lockdown. Survey. It's a survey. Uh, I guess this this is a very confusing headline. I'm kind of confused mm -hmm. on what it is. But drivers plan to walk more to keep cleaner air. So they're gonna park. Are they gonna park further? Are they not gonna take their cars as much? Are you saying you want you want this to be a click? I need more it's information. It's a bad headline. Okay, it's I need a bad more headline. Click it based on based on the lack of information we have. This is from the BBC. Of twenty thousand motorists polled by the AA, half said they would walk more than and forty and forty percent intended to drive less. Four and five would take more action to reduce their impact on air quality. It comes from researchers who warned about dramatic improvements in air quality in, in air quality in recent weeks 
based on the fact that we're all at home. Uh, so that, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a story on uh, people's people. See, here's the thing about making promises like these. We're, we're all saying shit like this right now that we're locked down and we have no other choice. Yep. But it's, it's all, take- it, once there's a vaccine and people are like going about their lives again, like we, we were like, how many of these things are actually going to hold up? Maybe that's me being too, being too uh, pessimistic about humans, no, but uh, humans right. haven't given me another reason otherwise. Like everything, people are just going to go back to doing things the way they used to do things. They absolutely are. You're absolutely right because it's going to be the first time you, you know, you wake up in the spring and you're like, yeah, I'm going to walk or I'm going to take, you know what? I'm going to take public transportation. If I, if I can pick between a car or public transportation, I'm taking that. Because the air quality, and that's fine. You can do that in the summer, uh, excuse me, in the spring, in the winter, fall. But when your stinky ass is going to the office in summer <laughs> and you smell because you just end up walking two miles for Mother Nature, the next day you're taking your car. All these yep. people are lying. That is a fake, that is just a, that's just an optimistic poll that people are currently, you know, they're feeling themselves. Like, look at the change, look at the difference. Look at us making an impact on the world. You lying people. When you stink at the office, you're going to walk in there. Everyone's going to be like, man, damn it, Jose walked Who's in. Who's cooking eggs? Yeah, stinky ass. You didn't. You know you didn't take a shower that morning. You nasty. Come on, stop lying. Next story. That was not worth the click now that we've gone through it. All right, next one. A man is facing uh, a $7,300 fine. That's a oddly specific number. A $7,300 fine for wrestling with a bear at a Polish zoo and breaking COVID-19 rules by not wearing a face mask. <laughs> Yo, give me that click. I need the click. I had already, I had already clicked it. <laughs> I, here's why I need the click. What kind of bear did he fight? <laughs> What injuries did he sustain from fighting the bear? How did he get into the bear ex- uh, exhibit? Or is it exhibition? No, exhibit. Exhibit. And number four, why are you not wearing a mask? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you dick. You sh- the bear should have shamed his ass out of there. <laughs> the bear's like, oh, no. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wear a mask, you selfish bitch. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to fight you. No. <laughs> Wear a mask. Can bears get COVID nineteen? I'm sure they can if dogs can. I hope not. I hope animals can't get it. Oh man, what if the bear died from COVID (laughs) nineteen? No. Why are you putting that out? Because of that selfish prick. That selfish asshole. Hey, I'm not sick though. Yeah, dude, you're asymptomatic. That's why. And the bear is now dead. Okay, give me some more background on the story. We clicked it. Uh, the 23-year-old who was thought to have been drunk at the time was filmed by baff- baffled visitors of the Warsaw Zoo, which had just reopened in Poland <laughs> after the Poland cor- coronavirus lockdown was eased. In the video, the, armed, the unarmed man can be seen wandering around an artificial island where the large bell, the, a, large be- a large bear named Sabrina moved towards him. Poor Sabrina. Sabrina was just trying to live its damn life. When the intruder spot spots an elderly ex-circus bear. He panicked and throws him threw, threw himself into the water surrounding the exhibit. So he didn't even throw hands with Sabrina. He was too scared to throw hands with Sabrina. Oh, that's weak. That wasn't worth the click. I thought they got into an actual fight. I thought something happened. Wait, but the, and there's more. At first, he tries to sim- swim away from Sabrina, but the animal trots after him, 
and launches itself onto the river as well. As the crowd watches on, the pair gravel and wrestle into in the water for a minute. At one point, the man jumps on the bear's back while tightly holding onto its ears. Eventually, he pushes the creature away from <laughs> before desperately scrambling out of the water and climbing to the top of the artificial island. A spokesperson, spokesperson for the zoo explained that the man was lucky only Sabrina was in the closure in the enclosure at the time. So he did throw hands with Sabrina. And there's footage of this. You said people were filming this. Yeah, there, the article has has uh, a video of, of the of uh, the fight. I'm oh. watching it now. The man's in the water, and Sabrina's contemplating jumping in. It's it's only a minute clip, she, okay. and there she goes. She's in the water, and she's chasing after this idiot who's not wearing a mask, and he's mounting the the freaking the freaking bear. So the fine is for animal cru- uh, cruelty. That's how, what. Uh, how does Sabrina not like paw at him win. and just? Yeah, because it takes one paw. Because they, unless they trim, I don't think they trim their claws in their nails. Uh, captivity, right? I don't think so. Maybe she saw what happened to Harambe, and she figured she wouldn't, she shouldn't get involved. Rest in peace, Harambe. Never forget. Gone too soon. Okay, number four. Click it or no click. That was worth the uh, click. That was definitely worth the click. Three penguins got a private tour at an art museum. <laughs> Were they wearing bow ties? I'm kind of curious. Did they dress up? Did the penguins dress up for this? Yo, could you imagine you get inside an art museum and, you know, usually there's like a line that you just follow everybody and there's like a perceived way you go, right? Right. And you're just waiting for these damn penguins wallowing around. You're like, damn, I want to see that Basquiat. (laughs) These damn penguins are taking forever. And what would you do if you stumbled into a museum and you're like, what the, oh my God, there's penguins in here. Son of a bitch. I oh. forgot. It's Thursday. It's penguin day. Penguin day. Thursdays are penguin days. I don't want to click that. That's pretty self-explanatory. And where, hold on. Before you leave that story, where was that? Does it say in the It doesn't headline? say. The headline doesn't say. I'm going to guess South Africa. South Africa? Click it just to find out where it is. This isn't an official click. This is just a secondary click to find out where this was. Let me see. This was a click within a click because it was a a Reddit uh, post that directed me to a... uh... Oh, this was in America, in Kansas City. Who brought penguins to Kansas City? Why are there penguins in Kansas City? Why does Kansas City have a zoo? What are we doing? (laughs) <laughs> is Kansas City there is there a shelter in place over where now people are, are like yeah let's go and take the penguins to the art museum I think I think that's why the the penguins got to go to the art museum because of the stay at home order still somewhat uh man I'm gonna be so pissed. somewhat enforced if that art museum had bailout money taken and that's <laughs> what they're using it on they're like yeah we're keeping the lights on for the penguins I'm gonna be pissed I'm going to be so pissed if if some Kansas senator worked in some money in that bill, in the relief bill for that art this, museum. This is something Leslie Nope would do. Yes. There's Let's, an episode of Parks and Recs where she 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 takes the gay penguins uh, <laughs> to to a reservation or something. I don't remember specifically. But the there are pictures on this story, and the pictures are incredible. Okay, I, I'm. I, you know what? Now I'm gonna have to go click on this because I want to see penguins in an art museum. Why not? Number five. What's the story? <laughs> the headline. Number five. 
Dead man returns home a month since his burial. Oh, click. Click. Yeah, totally click. I didn't even wait for you to answer that. I clicked that. A dead man <laughs> returns home after he was buried. Buried. Uh, Josh comments. Josh, Josh comments. Penguins in Kansas City. I feel like the Kansas City mob was behind this. Ah, Ozark reference. <laughs> Give me more information on this one. I'm going to say this took place in Brazil. Yeah, this feels like something that happened in another country totally. Yeah, it's Sao Paulo for sure. I can't even pronounce this. Oh, Pereira, that sounds Brazilian. Or, or at least South American. Dandiris Pereira was identified as dead about a month ago due to an accident which took place in, I can't even pronounce this country, Arthurigeria? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, as the relatives identified the body to be his, sus- subsequently his family members completed the final rites of him and buried the body. However, Dan- Danderis, I want to say Daenerys every time I see his name, a resident of Magoda, I can't pronounce these, these countries, these areas, returned to his home yesterday, <laughs> much to the astonishment and surprise of everyone at, at the village. According to Pereira, he, he left for work on the 4th of February and could not return home until his surprise visit due to the travel restrictions applied during the, uh, subs- subs- the subsequential curfew because of the coronavirus threat. This sounds like he's lying. This is fake. This is he's a, totally. He was, this is a troll. He got caught piece? doing something. No, nah, he, was, he was with the side piece. That's what this sounds like. Yeah, that definitely is. By the way, has he was on a vacation. Business, has somebody started a business like where they're they're making sure you get to meet your side piece during the shelter in place? <laughs> I can already imagine imagine the infomercial for this. Okay, so that was Click or No Click, a new game that we're going to play every Monday night based on headlines that we've come across during the week and whether we want more information on the story or not. <laughs> so it's basically saying, did the clickbait work or not? And that was Click or No Click. I like I like that game. I, I think we need to play this more on the podcast. Four out of five were clicked. Yeah. That was, unofficially, three out of five unofficially, four out of the five. That's good. That's good headline writing. That's good clickbait. It got me to click. Those those were I th- I, those were uh, the 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 one I would say wasn't worth it was uh, probably the the survey one. The, okay. the everyone lying on the survey about whether yeah, or not they nobody's gonna walk to work in the summer lying pieces. Okay, you got you want to do something new here as well. Is he ready? I don't know. Send him the link. Does he have it? He he should have the link. Okay. Well, he says he... he says he's on. I don't know. If I. It, you're the admin. Can you see him on it? No, he's not in the waiting room yet. What is he doing? He's not doing this right. So essentially, uh, last week you asked me what my goals were for the podcast, and one of them is I want to ha- have more interaction with the people who actually listen. So what I intend to do is have uh, a different person maybe every week, maybe every other week. I haven't really decided, uh, and we haven't talked about how often we want to do this, but I want to have you guys actually on the podcast to shoot the shit with us, whether it's ask us a random question about something that you've been thinking about or give your feedback or your response to something that we have said in the podcast this episode, just to have you guys more involved. And I don't know, it's cool to go back and listen and be like, oh shit, that's me talking. So I wanted to start that this week. And uh, one of our good friends, uh, one of the uh, creative directors of the podcast, <laughs> Josh Paris, is, is supposed to be joining us, but apparently he doesn't know how to 
follow simple directions oh there he is now let's see if we got him on he should be popping up here any second make sure your video is oh, on i see there oh, he is. there he goes look at that el jefe is in okay the house. i'm on cool what's up guys what's up what's man up, how Josh? you doing hello can what's you hear going us on? I, had to... I can hear you fine okay Sorry, I locked my phone trying to get in, and I wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> okay, hang tight, okay, because I'm going to flip out the – hold on. For those of you on the audio side, sorry. You can't hear me at all. Okay, so I'm gonna gonna going to flip this. Hold on. Hold on. Boom, I'm going to take you out, take you out, take <laughs> – Okay, how about now? Can you hear me now? Wait, is it back on? Yes. There it goes. Okay, cool. We're back on. There you go. All right, El Jefe, Sorry. you are you are the first one. Jose wanted to do this. He laid it out. You are the first listener to join us on our listener appreciation invite. So, Jose, you take it away. I mean, I wanted it to be Josh because uh, he's we're actually friends with him, and he's he's been uh, a big supporter of both of us uh, from ninety-seven-five and beyond. And me and him have become good friends. So I wanted to have him on and just have give him the chance to just shoot the shit with us and see what he's been up to. I talk to him every day, so I don't really uh, I don't really need to know what he's been doing on his daily life because I know because he tells me pretty much every day. So uh, this was more of a chance for for him to catch up with us and ask us questions and just talk about the shit we've been talking about this podcast because he's also been uh, he's been uh, he's joined us every week on the chat. So we've really appreciated having him uh, support us every week. So Al Jefe, what's yeah. your question? Do you have oh, a question? Yeah, Do you have a comment? Do you have a concern? Do you have a Photoshop yeah. edit for us? Uh, I don't have a Photoshop edit right now. I, I'll get <laughs> one later though, for sure. I saw someone was trying to someone was trying to take my my shine, but I'll have one later. My boy uh, Sammy. No. Sammy, yeah. Sammy in the cut. All right, what's your question? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you. So what is what are you most looking forward to post quarantine, whatever? Uh, as far as artists, like for me. I'm kind of excited to see what like a Dave Chappelle or a different comedians gonna come out with, as far as material or like artists. We kind of saw with like Bad Bunny as he released his album, and then he was like, "Oh well, let me drop a second album, which was supposed to be a throwaway." Yeah. Uh, but is there any artists or anything that you guys are really excited to see? Comedian, TV show, anything? That's that's a good question. Uh, the I've, and something that I've I've thought about is how many artists are like starting stuff from scratch with everything that's going on, because uh, my main thought is what is uh, what is Kendrick Lamar doing because he's been working on an album for two years now, uh, yeah, and it, it was supposed to be it was supposed proven. to come out this year it's supposed to come out this year and uh, it's supposed to be more rock uh, rock influenced and I feel like he's the type of artist who when there's a political issue or something going on, he'd restart from scratch. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of artists that just start over or work on something completely different because they're at home all day. And how many of these artists have actual like studios at home? Uh, Kendrick's definitely up there for me. And uh, as far as things that I can't, can't, can't like wait to do again, aside from like hugging people and like talking to strangers, uh, going to a concert. Like I'm a, I'm always been a big concert goer, and every time I go to a concert, I'm so annoyed being in the crowds that I'm like, this is the last one. I swear, this is the last one, and it's never that way. But now I totally miss going to concerts. I was looking at uh, videos earlier today, uh, of the Tyler the Creator concert, which was the second to last one I went to. Astro World, I think, was the last one I went to. 
Uh, and I, I really miss going to concerts right now. Yo, mine's gonna not entertainment. It's not music. It's political. I'm so oh? curious. Yeah, I'm so curious oh. to see in an election year how President Trump and Democratic nominee Biden are going to dementia Joe and dementia. Hey, don't disrespect no, the uh, the you're not black if you don't vote for him, Joe. Yeah. Hey. Go vote, Jose. All right. Enough of your little <laughs> snarky. No, I'm curious how they're going to in in an election year before a vaccine is going to be released, how they're going to redefine their rallies. Like, how are they going to do this? I'm so curious. Are they going to be digital Zoom rallies? Are they going to be, you know, different ways to uh, embrace everything that's happening? Because I know President Trump, his campaign released a new talk show. It's it's uh it's the right view instead of the view. It's called the right view. Oh jeez. And it's exactly <laughs> as you think it looks like. Okay. So I I'm really curious about how this is gonna be how this is gonna be. Like what are we gonna do politically? Like how are they gonna do this? Because this is again a huge part of their base. How are you gonna rally people to vote for you? I I were you shook when you saw the uh the t shirt he dropped? Because uh, us, we're pushing, we're pushing T-shirts now. We're pushing the Spicy Boy shirts. Yo, but, did uh, he Trump, drop a Spicy Boy shirt? I'm gonna be. Sorry. No, he dropped a, uh, <laughs> a. He dropped. He quote. He dropped a Joe Biden quote on a T-shirt. No, he didn't. Yes, he but, did. Speaking of T-shirts available right now, Spicy Girl <laughs> tanks and T-shirts. <laughs> Teespring.com/slash/Rickiel doing shows. For those of you that are watching live, I just put the T-shirts on screen. <laughs> Totally blocking Josh. I'm, waiting, out. I'm, I'm still I'm, in the cut. I'm waiting for the uh, Picante Boys shirts to drop. Yo, I, three, I, probably. Hey man, why are you so loud for? Damn, why are you getting rid of uh, season our, our season two or summer? We <laughs> gotta start season two all over now. Dang, dude, I already have a good shirt idea that I'm gonna message you about Jose, but we have to make it more part of the show, and then I think we could brand it as ours. But I'll, we'll do I'm it down. all fair. El Jefe, thank you for our first ever listener question, man. I appreciate you joining us. Jose, thank you for setting that up. Of if you want, course, man. Nice, nice, nice flex with the hats, Josh. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I had hey, to, what I had time to come is... through with the uh, Pakistani. Let me see. The Pakistani oh, guy. I didn't even realize that. Damn, that I had to appropriate Grillo's uh, culture right quick. I like that. I like it. Look at that. Oh, now he's out. Oops, I didn't mean to kick you out. My <laughs> you bad, kicked bro. him out. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to. I actually you didn't appreciate this. the. You didn't appreciate no, that's the cultural appro- appropriation. <laughs> I like it. Justin said, "When can we get the spicy boy shirts on Harwin? Hey, they're available on Harwin. It, it's the internet. Teespring.com/slash/RickielShow, which is the Harwin of the internet for me. Okay, we are out of time, dude. We did an hour twenty, hour twenty-five almost. I love it. That was a good podcast. We accomplished Goodbye. a lot of things. We, we still have a bunch of stuff that we didn't get to, but I don't want to do go over because people are already like, uh, this is way too long. Okay, 10-minute podcast, please. Jose, You'll talk out. too much about Elton John. Yeah. Elton John. Hey, man. Oh, by the way, the best part of that, I forgot to highlight this. It was in my notes. Where his where he's in the circle. It's after he marries that um, the producer. I forgot her name. Yeah. And they get a divorce right after. And the therapist or somebody in that circle goes, so did that divorce hurt? And he goes, of course not. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, to me, the best part was where he hugs himself. 
that that was that was beautiful. Yeah, but that the, was beautiful. But the, the it, worst part was funny. In that the spirit funny. of the show, though, <laughs> because no, it didn't. I'm gay. That was awesome. That was so good. I didn't. Uh, we don't love these hoes. No. All right, we are out of time. Thank you again, everyone. I appreciate you listening, watching live, listening on podcasts. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast. Again, if you like this show, please spread the show. And let's get our goal of 1,000 subscribers we have until June 6th. Okay, we are almost there. And by, again, by almost, we're still we're still uh, like 600 short, guys. So we really got to ramp things up here, okay? We really got to ramp slacking. it up. Yeah, and send it to them. Tell them to subscribe and listen to an episode. That's how I know that you guys are listening. And uh, thank you again, guys. I appreciate it. It was another good Monday night chat with my little buddy, Jose. Jose, thank you, man. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Sounds good, bro. Stay spicy.